Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here, we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we discuss the dance of communication. Did you know that 69% of arguments or conflicts in a relationship goes unresolved? And this comes from the world-renowned marriage and family therapist, John Gottman. Jerry and I recently found ourselves in one of these conversations or conflicts that just seem to not have a resolution. In this episode, we want to take you through this raw, recent conversation that Jerry and I had to give you insight into what communication in relationship looks like. We learned that oftentimes we have to revisit conversations. We also learned that what we knew when we first had the conversation is not what we know now. And because of those new insights into the issue, it warrants a new conversation. We also realize that our approach to this conversation that continues to happen makes a huge difference. If we go in it very hot and angry or annoyed, we're more likely to fight and bicker than actually talk about what we need to talk about. But if we go into it more calm, even though we may be annoyed that we're having this conversation again, it really does make a difference. While we were having the conversation, we realized all of the new feelings that we were having and all of the new perspectives that we were having that made us see it in a whole different light. Oftentimes, communication is a dance. It is forever moving and changing, and it is very dynamic. So we just want to invite you into this conversation to share with you what that dance looks like. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about a very, very recent conversation that Jira and I had about some issues that we're having and the lesson that we learned from it. If you have been enjoying the content, please follow us on Instagram at Black Marriage Therapy, rate us on your podcast platform, and share your favorite episode with a friend. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Marriage Therapy. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and today we are joined by our special co-host, who you've heard from before. Junior Smith, (laughs) because I'm back. Yeah, we'll see. Because when somebody comes to you and says, hey, babe, people like to hear your voice, maybe think about um, coming back. I said, listen, say less. I'm that kind of person. Wow. Big ego. Um, (laughs) So today we are actually going to be doing a raw kind of impromptu episode because if you know, marriage be like that sometimes. And we recently had a conversation that I think could be beneficial and helpful to you guys that's listening out there. And the conversation is going to be about communication. This is something that I know um, a lot of people ask questions about. So I think it's good that we share this, this example of communication that we did, but we weren't able to solve. I think the conversation ends up being about communication, but really and truly, there's a lot of things in this conversation that I think that are really cool. 
Chris and I had a conversation about, you know, sometime in January. And so we made a decision to pick roles, not pick roles, but oh, okay, we made a okay, decision okay. to have our goals inform the roles that we wanted to play okay. in the marriage. Yeah. We have a goal to uh, be successful, right, financially. And so the decision we made was Kristen's going to stay home. She's going to go to school. She's doing black marriage therapy. And I'm going to continue working. And so she's going to take uh, most of the responsibilities when it comes to the home. Mm-hmm. But she's doing most of the work. You know, that went on for like three years, three years. Yeah. Three years. I went on for three years. Mm-hmm. And um, it recently changed. So Kristen came and had a conversation with me in, in January. January. Yeah. And said, hey, babe, I think black marriage therapy is, is growing a lot and I want to dedicate more time to it. It was actually school was the main reason. Oh, why sorry, I sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. So school. So as you know, Kristen's in school to become an LMFT licensed marriage family therapist. And so she's finishing up her the rest of her courses. And so they need hours, like I think 100 hours. Yeah, I think more than that. Yeah. Yeah. And so but she's going to start with like seven hours a week, whatever have you. And she's like, listen, this is going to be something that's going to eventually be full time. So let's just go ahead and build it into the schedule now where I'm going to have a babysitter uh, for Eve, our youngest, because at that time Eve was, was staying with us. And yeah. Kristen was the main caretaker. Um, and so she was like, let's put Eve in school so I can have my time to do the schooling, to go do these hours and also for Black Marys therapy. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And so at that point, I'm like, OK, good. But the responsibilities that she was taking care of that I wasn't taking care of, I'm like, well, how do we split that now? Because mm-hmm. now obviously I'm going to have to do more because you're going to have less time. And so we split up the responsibilities equally. It was, well, the best we could. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, because we decided <laughs> on who's going to do what together. Yeah. 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 Exactly. We downloaded an app called Sweepy. Oh my gosh, please. No. <laughs> it's not an app. Take the Sweepy we, thing we out. We downloaded an app. We paid for it? Yeah. And we dropped it like a bag of weed. Anyways. Right now, if you look on the app, I have most of the points. You're, you're derailing from the conversation. So, it's not, that's not important. So that was working for a little bit. Let me pick that it up. That was working here. for a while. Hold on. You had an opportunity to go. That was working for a while. We were doing the app. He was going to daycare. She still is. We came to the point where it's not working. It's no longer working. Can I jump in here? We stopped using you the app. Point. <laughs> and we had to revisit the same conversation that we still don't have a solution for at this moment. Okay, well, that's not really... Okay, that's part of it, but I feel like you went somewhere else. Okay, so... Um, so in January, when we revisited the conversation and we we're like, okay, we need to like redistribute the goals and things like that. At, so between January and now, I have been slowly but surely adding more things on Junior's plate because a lot, and I mean a lot, has changed between January and now, even according to the plans that we thought we would have. So I've been adding things to Junior's plate, right? So recently we had we, we had the conversation again because Junior was the one who was just like, I feel like you're adding things to my plate and I don't understand why. And I was getting frustrated because I'm like, I feel like you're not seeing how much I'm doing and you're not trying to like look for more things to do because I feel like the list is endless for me. Am I saying that right? What happened was from January to yesterday, Mm -hmm. 
things have been changing just slightly, just ever so slightly. Yeah. Just ever so slightly. I've been saying things. She's been saying things. I've been complaining. She's been complaining. We've been taking jabs at each other. Or we've just been complaining out loud. We've just been doing things in passing. That's um, called passive aggressive. Sometimes even aggressive, just coming right at it. But we were never plainly saying what we were feeling or thinking. Mm-hmm. We didn't plainly communicate it. And what mm-hmm. happened was it ended up turning emotional where we're just like giving bad vibes to each other or we're rolling our eyes or it's becoming a sensitive subject to talk about oh the dishes or talk about oh what's Kristen doing with her time that she has now you have this time that you asked for what are you doing with it you know try to be hold her accountable but at the same time <laughs> at the same time with a little stank on it to be honest with you oh, wow. and so we're just Didn't going, that. <laughs> we're just going through uh the motions of going around a problem, not yeah. fully addressing it, talking about it maybe in passing, mentioning it, maybe picking at it a little bit, mm-hmm. but no one's sitting down in honesty and an open heart to sit down and say, hey, let's talk about this thing. Until two days ago when yeah. you know, I brought it up, I was like, we just need to talk about it so we can squash it. Uh-huh. We can get a better understanding of what's actually happening because it's manifesting and turning into something else. Yes. So I can add a little bit more context to here. So what was happening is during these six months, I was telling Junior, um, and he calls it complaining. I didn't even think I was complaining, but I was um, expressing over and over like, oh, look at all that I'm doing. Because oftentimes I would feel like I would start my, I would have a four hour workday instead of an eight hour workday. So I'll drop the kids off to school and then I would have to take care of the house, the groceries, all these other little things for like four hours in the day before I can actually do schoolwork or podcast work or things like that. So I was feeling like, okay, are you noticing that I have to, I can't take a full eight hour workday like he has. And sometimes in that, in the little four hours that I have, I feel like Jiren would add more things to my plate by asking me things that he can do. Like, oh, hey, babe, can you call the dentist and make an appointment for me? And I'm like, you work from home. You can call the dentist and make an appointment for you because that is 10 minutes I have to take out of my time, my four hours that's already short, you know, to do what you can do. I was complaining about this and I didn't know it was complaining. And the reason why I was complaining about it was because I wanted him to see that I was like, I I was taking on a lot in the conversation. What I realized is that it was more than wanting him to see that I was taking on a lot. It was making sure that he acknowledged, well, I feel like I was complaining and I was asking you for more because I wanted you to see me. You know, I wanted you, I wanted to have some value in the household. And I wanted, I wanted you to see that because right now, because I'm not adding financially to the household, it's like, where is my value coming from? And I know, of course, raising our children is supposed to be valuable enough, but really and truly, like women become vulnerable once they have children. And it's like, I should trust Junior, and I do trust Junior. That's the thing. Like I, I feel like I trust you, um, but I've never felt this this feeling before. So I think part of the reason why I'm asking him for more and I'm asking him to see what I'm doing is because I want to feel. I want you. I want you to know that I'm valuable and to make certain of it. You know, and I I don't know if that sounds like. It sounds like a little insecurity because yeah, it is. It is insecure. Yeah, because I know you're valuable. So it's it's there's nothing externally that's showing you that I don't value you. 
nothing no. externally. And so in your head, you're like, oh man, you feel vulnerable. That's yes. what the real issue is. You feel vulnerable because you have the two kids. And so you're like, man, yeah. anything wants to happen. How can I take care of my two kids? Yeah. So in your head, you're like, I got to find a way, find a skill, mm-hmm. find a source of revenue. Yeah. Right. So that I can take care of these two kids. Mm-hmm. Or you said, maybe I just want to be able to participate in taking care of these two kids. So yeah. maybe not be able to do it all by yourself. Yeah. But you want to uh, add some some value financially. Yeah. Financially is the key word because you're already adding so much value in many different ways. And it's so funny that we talked about this um, in the last episode with the men, because men think, oh, I have to be the one who's adding the most when it comes to finances. But the answer was, hey, look, there are so many other areas where you can provide. It's not just financially. And so it's interesting for you because Mm -hmm. you're already doing these other areas, Mm -hmm. but now you feel the pressure to provide financially because you have two kids. I remember how the link happened. Okay. I feel like I feel a pressure in myself to have the capability to be able to add financially and to be able to take care of myself. God forbid something helped happen, right? I don't have that capability yet. I have a bachelor's degree. I didn't really work in that bachelor's degree. Everything in my work background is kind of janky, right? So God forbid something happened, I need to get a job. It would not be a sustainable job. It would be a job that's like $30,000 a year or whatever. It's something that I know that is like not good enough for me to take care of my kids, right? I Everything that I'm doing right now right? Going to school, doing BMT, everything like that is for me to have the capability, to have the capacity to be able to, God forbid, take care of myself, whether that's if something happens to you or if, you know, (laughs) if you left me or something like that, which, okay. But so every time Junior, and this is without me knowing, every time Junior infringes on me trying to work in that way, I see it as a strike towards you not respecting and considering me. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So every time he asks me to do something that he can do, every time he um, takes away more time than I have, because I have this eight hour in a day, I have to do this. Because when our kids are home, we focus on our kids. That's one thing, right? So every time you do that, it feels like a strike. It feels like you are not seeing that I'm trying to push past this thing, which comes from obviously this insecurity that even if it has some hints of real life in it, even if that is true, there is some insecurity that is not based in reality on my end, which is like, oh, he's going to leave me. Oh, blah, 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 whatever like that. So so that's kind of like the whole thing that was happening. And there was a cycle of hurt happening also because and it was unintentional because when I would say, oh, we need this, we need that, Junior would see it as like, bro, I'm doing my best. You know, like you see me out here working and I'm like, I wasn't doing that intentionally. I was literally just saying, hey, this is what we need. Mm-hmm. Right. And then him, he would throw jabs about like, oh, I make the money. And even though I told him about that, he said it was a response to me complaining about, you know, um, needing him to do more or you know, things like that. So I'm like, bro, I told you that I don't like those jabs. Yeah. No, I mean, so I did more than just financial jabs, first of all. So it's not, it was anytime you um, asked for more because I felt like we made an agreement earlier. Yeah. I'm holding on my end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to give you what you need to succeed. I'm feeling like I'm bringing home the bacon. I'm bringing home the money to uh, to provide for the family. I feel like she's complaining about that. But then on top of that, I'm trying to do this 50-50 goal with her where I'm doing 50% of the housework and 50% of all the other stuff. 
and that's not enough. And then also I'm like, I want to support your dreams. So uh, put even school and um, do your nine to five, take the time that you want. Right. So I'm like, here's the time that you want. Let me take more responsibilities. I am still working nine to five. And then I hear her say something like, oh, we need this. We need that. We need this. So that's why I, I made the joke like we like, you know, because in my mind, I'm like, bro, like it's not it's never enough. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling disempowered because she just keeps emphasizing the fact that, hey, what I need to do is not getting done. You said you can give me the opportunity to uh, have this nine to five time so I can do my schoolwork and I can do BMT. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. I only have four hours out of eight hours. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I was, I'm really trying to help. I'm trying to mm-hmm. work with you. Then she's like, oh, we don't have this. We don't have this. We don't have this. We don't have that. I'm like, okay, I'm working. I can try to get a raise. I'm trying to solve things. And so I'm feeling disempowered because I'm feeling like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. She's been disempowered because she doesn't feel like I'm vulnerable. She's vulnerable. So mm-hmm. that's where the, the disempowered feeling is coming from, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not fully understanding that because I'm like, but I'm doing the right thing. You should not have that feeling at all. You should trust me. And instead of talking plainly about being disempowered and how we feel, I'm complaining about this. I'm saying this sly remark. She's saying that sly remark. Mm-hmm. And we're just, we're we're digging ourselves into a bigger, bigger hole because we're afraid to openly admit how we feel mm-hmm. in a plain way, a, a way that's not disrespectful, mm-hmm. a way that's assertive, using I statements. Like she said, we started this conversation way over here on the left-hand side, and some way, somehow, when we boiled it all the way down, it came right back to how do you feel, right? We could have had that conversation first and skipped all of this other mess, right? We were both overwhelmed yeah. in that situation. Yeah. I would say, so this moving on to like what we've learned from this conversation, I would say that um, the conversation that we had then and what I know now, I definitely did not know that then. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because even in January, I didn't have as much responsibilities that I have now mm-hmm. in regards to Black marriage therapy and what we're doing and, and the extra work that I have to put on there. And with school, like, I couldn't account for those things. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think that this is one reason why we would say the first thing that we learned from this is that this is why it's important to revisit conversations okay. and communication. So sometimes when you're communicating, you only communicate with the information that you have at the moment. Okay, that's fair. Right? And you can only do your best with that. Um, as things start to shift and, you know, people feelings start getting hurt and blah, blah, blah it might be an indicator that you should revisit the conversation, That's which good. happened to us here. But it was Junior who was just like, oh, hold on, wait, wait. We've had this conversation and it sounds similar for the third time, but we end up not having a real conversation. Let's really sit down and figure out what's going on. So I, I realized that a lot of, so even the language that I'm saying now, like, oh man, I was feeling insecure. I was feeling vulnerable. I was feeling disempowered. I didn't know that at the time. I didn't fully understand what emotions that was driving me to make those comments or decisions or complaining and stuff like that. But I understand that now. So when we revisit the conversation, um, another thing we realize is that we have to stay calm in the conversation. Stay calm. All right, guys, listen, we're talking about communication today. And I want to let you know there's a lot of things that impact communication. Mm-hmm. We talk about these things specifically. We go into detail, not here on the podcast, but in our course, Foundations for Forever. And we talk about communication because it's a big topic issue, right? It's what? Number one. It's the number one Mm -hmm. question we get 
number one concern, right, in yeah. marriages on average is yeah. communication. We have different communication styles or we don't communicate, right? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And so we want to let you know we're going over communication, other things like personal development, other things like um, conflict resolution, conflict resolution mm-hmm. especially. Intimacy. Intimacy in our course. So we, we're so excited to present this with you. And we want you guys to be able to take this journey for self-development and growth in your relationship with us, right? And with other people as we do group coaching sessions in this course. So it's not just information you're getting. It's not just modules, right? It's coaching with other like-minded couples. That's why it's so important to invest in this marriage. And that's why this opportunity yep. is so great. I haven't seen an opportunity like this anywhere else mm. where you're getting good information, you're getting fed, Right, you're getting tools, and at the same time, you're getting this coaching from us and from other couples who maybe been there before, right? Or you can provide the coaching for other couples, right, so that they can stay ahead of these marriage woes that come up in our life. So, if you want to check out the course, schedule a free 15 minute consultation with us, myself, my wife, where we will sit down with you. We'll talk about your marriage goals for your relationship, which mm-hmm. you want to see happening in yeah. your relationship. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about what we can do, what we're presenting in our course to help you make those things happen. When Junior first came at me, I, I was feeling a little bit emotional, you know. But again, it's because it's triggering an insecurity. We're talking about something that I feel like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we were talking, I made a genuine decision right then and there to stay calm, to like not get too emotionally worked up. Because I was just like, okay, let's just hear, let's just hear it out. Let's just Let's just see what happens. And I think that made a huge difference because I was able to hear you, even though we were revisiting this conversation. That's actually a good point. That's something you should elaborate on, because sometimes having a conversation over and over again. Yeah. When you go to have the conversation again, it's tiring. It's tiring. It's tiring. You're exhausted. You're exhausted. This didn't work out the last time. Yeah. Or this is how it worked out last time and it wasn't good. Yeah. Yeah. It, revisiting the conversation is a good thing, but sometimes you revisit and revisit and revisit Without a solution, which sometimes happens, mm-hmm. you, may not, you may not come to a resolution, but the fact is both of you guys were heard, so now you guys can better assess what's actually happening in the relationship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm assessing the relationship wrong because I'm not talking to her, so as she continues to put more on my plate, I'm like, okay, I don't think she's trying to work with me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. this is not the plan. So she's not trying to work with me, and then she's assessing the situation where um, I'm saying stuff to her that I could do, right, which I've done before. But she's like, oh, wow, I we did all of this to try to give me more time. And he's still not trying to give me more time. We did all of this to 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 help me find this financial security on my own. And he's still doing things that's impeding that. But we didn't talk about that. And so we just have to tell ourselves our own stories and interpret for ourselves Mm -hmm. our spouse's actions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's how we misinterpret things all the time. So having a communication may not bring a resolve for Mm -hmm. the situation. Like, oh, I know exactly what we need to do. What it does do is help us come back on the same page. Yes. Where we can make the problem the problem, not each other. Because you only have two options in the relationship when there's a problem. Either you make the problem the problem or you make each other the problem. That's it. Exactly. Those are the only two options, right? And so having a communication with each other, the updates, giving the update on the conversation may be exhausting at first, but understand it's what's going to bring you guys back into alignment yes. where you guys can make the problem the problem again. Yes. Right? 
Yes. You may not have a solution. You may not have a solution, but, but you, you have a result. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oftentimes we get lost in the fact that communication has to have a solution. There has to be some type of end goal. Even in the conversation that we're talking about, there's not really, we don't know where we're at right now. We don't really know what the answer is, but we're back on the same page. And I think that is what is important. Like you're saying, like we can't always have a solution at the end of it. It's like, okay, yeah, we decided to divvy up everything 50-50. There's so many things happening right now. We don't even know if that's the answer to it, but we were able to move past our emotions and stay calm. And I'm speaking for myself specifically, because I know I talk to myself, stay calm, listen, actively listen so that I can actually um, get on the same page with Junior. Because what we realized is that we were harming each other. Yes. Which is the next thing. And that's what I want to talk about real quick was um, you said get past our emotions. And for me to get past my emotions, I have to get in my emotions. To understand them. Do you have to understand how you feel? Like she was able to say certain words, disempowered, right? I felt disempowered. You think that word just came to her? Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling disempowered right now. No, no, no. She had to think about it and process it and go through the emotion, right? And so for me to feel overwhelmed, and then I hear her say she's feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, that's interesting. So you're feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling overwhelmed. There's a breakdown of communication somewhere, Right. Because if she says she's feel overwhelmed and I don't, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But for both of us to be feeling the same thing and saying the same thing, I feel like you're not considering me. I feel like you're not considering me. That means communication needs to happen, right? Yeah. And so, um, no, that was very interesting. So when she said she started feeling overwhelmed, um, that's when I started to try to go back into my emotion and be like, okay, how do I feel? I feel like it's not enough. And like you said before, you've given this tip. Guys, when you're going through the emotion, you want to do it in a way that is respectful, in a way that is um, assertive. You communicate with yourself first to find it, right? What you want to say. Mm-hmm. And you present it in a plain way. Yeah. Because to be honest with you, before this conversation, I was expressing my emotion. I was expressing my dissatisfaction with the way the plan was working out. Yeah. I was expressing how you made me feel overwhelmed. I was expressing that, but not in a plain way. We weren't doing it in a plain way. We both weren't. No, I wasn't either. We're adding the hurt because we're expressing it, but not in a plain we're way. We're going around it. Not assertive. Yeah. Right? We're either ignoring the problem, making it bigger, yeah. or addressing it not in a plain way. Yeah, tiptoeing. Which is adding the hurt to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about the harm next. One thing we learned from this conversation is that um, in our ignorance and because we were going around the issue instead of directly addressing it, we were harming each other, but me by complaining and him by throwing jabs at me. And I didn't know that we didn't, you know what I'm saying? So staying calm also adding to this allows us to see the intentions of the other person. And especially if it, it, it wasn't intentional and there was um, some type of reason behind it, it gives room for forgiveness. It doesn't mean that you weren't hurt, that we didn't hurt each other because he hurt me and I hurt him, but that wasn't our intention. And because we now were able to revisit the conversation and understand it, we can say, oh, I'm so sorry. And we can kind of move past it. So the thing is with communication, it's like, it's always an ongoing process and it's it's forever evolving mm-hmm. and you have to be very content with communication in the present moment. It's okay for you to communicate how you know, what you know right now. You're, Cause you know what I'm saying? If you're waiting for you yourself to fully understand and to fully know how, because you don't know how things are going to affect you. You don't know how things are going to change. So it's, 
you have to decide, right? Especially in communication to make communication simply about expressing, verbalizing your emotions, verbalizing your thoughts, your ideas, your feelings, right? Whether that comes with a solution or not, you know, that's okay. But just keep moving forward with saying it in the right way because you don't want to be rude or disrespectful or anything, but you have to keep verbalizing, expressing those thoughts, those emotions, those ideas, things like that. Practice explaining how you feel in a plain manner. Yeah. Use the I statements. I feel like blah, 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 blah. Practice using the I statements in a, in, to express how you feel in a plain way, in an assertive manner, because this is what happens, right? I don't want to express how I feel in a plain way. I want to do it with offense because you offended me. Mm. So I want to offend you back. That's, that's just good. that's the truth. Yeah. Right. Or. I don't want to express myself in a plain way because then I feel like I'm laying down and now you're standing over me. So I'm not going to give you that power either. Mm-hmm. But however, expressing it in a plain way isn't a way of taking away from you or offending them. Yeah, You're just standing still. You're just standing strong. Yeah. Express yourself in an assertive way doesn't mean, oh, you're weak now because you express yourself. You say, hey, I feel like I feel overwhelmed because we had a plan. I'm following the plan and it seems like it's not enough. Mm-hmm. That's not weak. Mm-hmm. that's not offensive either mm-hmm. right i'm asserting myself i'm expressing myself in an assertive way and so that's the key takeaway that i want to give you guys is when you see yourself emotionally hurting each other right because that's what was happening we were emotionally we we're in a cycle basically yeah. and when you see the cycle start someone has to put the step forward the first step forward someone has to do it because in my mind i'm thinking she's going to do it in her mind she's thinking i'm going to do it but there's no true start to a circle there's no true start, right? She said, oh, you're taking jabs at me? My response is, because you taking jabs at me. Because you're saying these things that are inconsiderate, not thinking about how it's making me feel. So I'm going to go ahead and give some offense because you offended me. There's no true start to a circle. So forget about that, right? Forget about trying to hear the other person's uh, explanation. Be listening for the details to correct them, make sure it's right. Oh, well, you said it, or you said the devil's in the details, right? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for a person to come and openly, mm-hmm. plainly, honestly, honestly mm-hmm. plainly express how you feel to your partner. Yeah. In a way that's assertive, in a way that's plain. You can leave it there, bro. You can leave it there. And when a person hears that from the other person, they realize, oh, you took a step of vulnerability. Now, partners, now I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes people see that step of vulnerability mm. and they don't step as well. No. I got to be honest with you, right? It's happened before where, right, a person takes a step and be like, this is how I feel. And the other person still wants to argue or the other person is, uh, is, is shaking. Which adds more hurt. The other person is shaking their head, not because they're listening to you, because they're signaling you to stop talking because they've already in their mind made up their rebuttal. They already know what they're going to say. So they're shaking their head so you can know, oh, stop talking so I can hit you with this, mm-hmm. right? And so you, this may be trial and error. That's the point of me saying this. Mm. You think, oh, I finally said how I feel in a plain way. I had a conversation with myself. Either we're talking right now and I say, give me one second. Or I say, let's continue this conversation tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I have a conversation with myself. I find the words I need overwhelmed, disenfranchised, disempowered. I come to you and in a plain way, I state it to you. And you still want to argue? Yeah, that may happen. Trial and error. I I, got to admit, I've done it before. Right, but that doesn't mean we stop trying because that's the only true solution to ending the cycle of hurt. 
It's two people eventually being open and honest and expressing their hurt in a plain way, mm-hmm. right? When we can get that reciprocal, when both people can do it, then we can learn to do that faster and faster and faster. Hmm? And now we get to the point where something happens today and in 20 minutes, we already discussing it. We went through it and it's mm-hmm. done. We forget about it tomorrow, mm-hmm. right? Rather than it taking two weeks mm-hmm. of this cycle, attack, counterattack cycle mm-hmm. right for us to to actually address the real issue i'm glad you said that because that's the realistic side of things the conversation that we had two nights ago that we are already like back in our normal groove and we're like oh, okay we really need to discuss this thing we really need to figure things out um the fact that we had that two days ago and we're already here took a lot of work and i'm glad you said that because it was not like this there was many arguments that we had where we ended up giving each other a cold shoulder, just rolling over and going to sleep. You know, somebody still mm-hmm. threw jabs at somebody else. Things weren't resolved. Well, Things were still testy. Well, worst case scenario for me, when I was um, doing tit for tat, mm-hmm. when I get enough tits, I... <laughs> <laughs> you mm. didn't think that through. Well, how do I rephrase this? <laughs> oh, uh, back when I was doing a lot of tit for tat, when I got <laughs> enough points... <laughs> Against Chrislin, I would explode because now I have the right to because I have a whole arsenal of things, right? So, for example, she's pushing more responsibilities my way, more than we discussed. And she's complaining a lot more about the plan that she helped institute. So I'm like, okay, let me catch her complaining three times. Let me remember it. Okay, let me catch three times when she specifically, no record of wrong. She specifically pushes something my way that was neither discussed. That's my responsibility or her responsibility. Let me collect and build a case. So now when I come in, I can just shut her down. Like I can just be like, oh, give me an example where, where that happened. Oh, you don't have an example? Boom, I got an example where you did this. I got an example. I got so that, that was how I did things back in the day. And so I know that must have been very dangerous. That's a toxic environment for you to come and plainly state how you feel in your mind. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm Mr. Rebuttal King. Mm-hmm. So I'm making the environment toxic for her to Mm -hmm. even come and be open and Mm -hmm. honest Mm -hmm. because in the back of her head she knows i love to do that i love Mm -hmm. to save and build a case because i feel like this is evidence that you gave to me Mm -hmm. i don't have to go make this stuff up but anyway that was when i was trying to win an argument Mm -hmm. instead of win it win at marriage that wasn't what was important to me exactly so so what we want to say overall i think in this whole conversation impromptu conversation is that to encourage everyone to understand, we've been married almost 11 years. Communication is a dance. It is something that is ever-present. It is something that's always moving. It's very dynamic. It continues, okay? Don't ever feel like, oh, well, we've just won it. And, you know, like, you know, it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to really build a strong communication skill. It takes a lot of personal healing. It takes, you there's know. a lot that goes into communication. Uh, there's so much. There's a lot that goes into There's so much that goes into communication. So we want to encourage those who may have to to revisit a conversation, right? Maybe you see, oh shoot, some we're out of sync, right? We may have to revisit a conversation to get back into sync. I encourage you to do so, even with the fear, even with the insecurity, even with like, man, I don't know how this is gonna, you know, is this gonna explode? The last time we had the conversation, it didn't end well. You have to continue to communicate, right? And and eventually eventually it'll work out. Eventually you'll get to, and I don't want to say solution, but a resolve. Because 
ultimately you want to get back on the same page. You want to come back into alignment with each other where it's like, oh, now we have a we have the same understanding of the community of the of the conversation. Right. Because now we understand, oh, this is where we're both coming from. Now we can actually make informed decisions about what we should do because we're actually on the same page. Yeah. So uh, encourage you guys to just keep communicating, keep moving forward. That is all that we have for you all in this episode. I would love to leave with you guys a quote from John Gottman. If you can accept that many of your problems aren't going away, then you can focus on what to do about those issues when they come up. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. If you haven't yet, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Black Marriage Therapy. Thanks again for listening. Talk to you soon.